Welcome everyone to Crypto Chat with Chapo. This is a podcast dedicated to all things crypto and NFTs. If you're looking for some insightful conversations with experts in the new developments in the crypto world and some general information on cryptocurrency, this is the podcast for you. I discuss all things crypto related through the lens of NFTs, crypto, and its leaders in the space. If you're interested in learning, we have you covered. It's unbiased information, a little more laid back than the typical crypto podcast. Join me and come chat with us anytime for insightful, irreverent, and all-around fun about the latest and greatest in crypto. Hey, what's good, everybody? Today is the first day of October 2022. This is Crypto Chat with Chapo, episode number 59. Uh, you'll have to excuse me again if uh, my dog barks. I'm still laid up uh, with an injury. And uh, even though I've, it's a little bit of an improvement, although I am still uh, have quite a bit of swelling, I'm just so, 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 so dreading the possibility of having to get this puppy drained um, potentially on Monday. So I am giving 190 million percent to try to get the swelling down but not having a ton of success on that but it is what it is um if i have to get a big old fat needle shoved into my knee and get all that drained out of me well that's just the way it's gonna be unfortunately but my doggo sitting here next to me um, staring out the window like he's some billy Billy tough guy. Well, that's not really how my dad used to say it, but Billy bad. You know, you, you got it figured out. Anyway, he's chewing on a bone. But if you're in bark, my apologies. He's just protecting the manor from, you know, squirrels, rabbits, uh, old people walking their dogs outside, maybe um, a child on a, on a scooter. You know, he's got to keep the house safe from those things. So he may bark from here and there. So, uh, update on the old prices boosh man still took a little dive in the last 24 hours on bitcoin trading at uh 19349 down 2.7 percent ethereum down again two percent down at 1324 xrp holding pretty steady at 47 cents cardano down a little bit at 43 solana down almost five percent trading at 32 99 the interesting thing with uh solana it went down again last night or at some point during the evening i'm not sure exactly on the time on that but it was it was failing to uh you know put through transactions or transactions weren't working now this isn't the first time this has happened with solana it's kind of a a take on you know what a lot of people in the space say about solana you know i was kind of talking it up the other day just because i do think that you know long term wise potentially it could it could do you know a 10 time from here in a bull market there's a lot of developers working on it but you know a lot of the eth ethereum devs and 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 big players like to rag on solana for its its propensity to to go down um even it seems to be on the first of the month for some reason. Uh, let me see if that thing is up and running. Uh, you know, of course, the Solana boys and girls, I would suppose, uh, fight back a little bit on Twitter. You know, Solana would you know say, oh, yeah, we're down. But, okay, my dog's acting like an idiot. Stop acting like an idiot, dog. That's, 
that, um, you know, well, yeah, why we may go down here in a while, it doesn't cost us $70 a transaction, you know, as it had in the peak of the bull run on Ethereum, which, you know, is also true, you know, that is cost prohibitive for a lot of people. So it looks like uh, what I just saw that they had a successful completed cluster restart after the outage. I don't have my other computer here that has my uh, soul my Solana wallet on it so I can't test out any transactions but here let me click on this Solana status and see what we have going on here it looks like it's all operational except for one looks like one little cluster um, and that was oh well maybe it's still out six hours and 19 minutes let's go ahead and check the Explorer see if we can see if any transactions are going through Solana Explorer gosh I should just have it bookmarked but I don't let's see what we have going on here yeah it's loading supply and price data and still loading 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 it does look like the transactions are going through now Let's see if there's a way to look at transactions as they they show up. Well, I don't really see it. I'm not super familiar. Solana seems to be back up from what I can tell. I'm not really... Let's see here. Yeah, it, I think it is. Uh, regardless, you know, it, it, it went down. And, you know, Ethereum would claim that they're never down which is I suppose true I don't really know I've never really monitored that way I haven't ever known it to go out I know there, there's been times when it's been extremely slow when the network traffic is is you know clogging it you know the the whole dilemma of scalability and you know the things that that Ethereum is trying to do to correct that you know they're looking at uh, putting layers on top of it and you know two of the big ones right now of course are optimism and arbitrum and I've interacted with both of them both very quick cheap easy to do so once again if, if you haven't checked those out go ahead so Solana was down I believe it's back up uh, I still have a reasonable faith in Solana but in the crypto space you know nothing's guaranteed yeah. But, yeah, I mean, who knows? Who knows? All right. The other thing that I wanted to talk about a little bit today, well, let me check in a few prices. I got ahead of myself. So, you know, Dogecoin still at $0.06. Cents. Avalanche at $17, which is down 1.5%. Uh, Leo token, which is an exchange token, down almost 10%. Stellar Lumens is up uh, 7%. Uh, trading at 12 cents I did open a little uh, a, a long on stellar as I'm still practicing a little bit at my longs and shorts and I, I closed it already it went up one cent in that time so you know I, I netted a little bit of cash not very much because I'm still learning and you know I'm I don't feel super comfortable playing with leverage and and I just did a little bit of leverage just to kind of have a little fun with it but then I closed it well, usually because I'm chicken, if I got a little in the, if I have some profit, I just shut her down, you know, because my skill level when it comes to trading is not huge. 
Uh, investing, I think I can do okay. I, I pick a lot of projects that I think are pretty early for most people. Now, we'll we'll see if that continues as we move into the bull run. Hopefully, if you are taking any information from this, not financial advice, that you know maybe I could put you on a few projects that that have some potential to have a positive return at some point. Nothing's guaranteed, of course. It is often the same as gambling. People might see it that way. Sometimes I do as well, but I do try to find the solid projects. The interesting thing that I did want to talk about now was yesterday's episode when I talked about the uh, Ether ID and the um, minting one, however you want to say it, or securing a domain. And I talked about the Namecoin bit domains were actually the first one, unless if someone wants to correct me, they can certainly do that. But this one that I found a couple days ago and started interacting with a little bit, and I ended up not being successful in minting one just because of the, the way the contract was. I wasn't 100% sure I was doing it right, and I didn't want to throw money at it if I didn't really know what I was doing. So I just kind of farted around, farted around with it. Yeah, that's the way I'll say it. And just bookmarked it during the Discord just to learn a little bit. Well, from the time of my podcast yet yesterday, trust me, it had nothing to do with it. I think that they had 90,000 of these domains secured, which is insanity. I'm not sure what the value is for people that minted one currently. So I think the the value was being able to get a domain that was already secured and was able to be transferred because it was available and it expired that was originally minted you know in 2015 that would have been the opportunity probably to make a little bit of money potentially now I didn't get one of those if I had really put my time and effort into analyzing the contract and you know doing my due diligence I probably would have minted a few but I just you know it, it wasn't a priority priority for me and maybe I'll regret that who knows but the page has the the Twitter account has you know grown significantly you know I think when I joined it it was maybe a couple hundred people and now it's only 1500 but these 1500 people are just like printing off these and interestingly enough the contract was changed now it's called lineage name register registrar so it would be like a dot l n r instead of a dot eth which i don't know um it's interesting they they have had quite a few people interacting with the contract I think they have a website up now. Let me check that. I think they do have a website up now. I'm going to click on the link tree to see what we have. Yeah, the name registration website. Yeah, this is a little bit different than what I looked at earlier. So it's still worth checking out. The Ether ID 2015 on Twitter if you are interested in that. So the the Ether ID, I think it's interesting. Um, my experience with the historical NFTs have not really been that great. When I say not that great, I mean 
the sense that other NFTs that I've owned have appreciated in value. The, the historical ones I have have not. They're underwater from what I paid for them. I did see them, as I said yesterday, as an opportunity for a longer a longer type hold. You know, I did approach NFTs with a longer hold mentality for a long time, but I, I have gotten away from that. And will it burn me in the future? Probably, I don't know. But I had been ba so bad at it. You know, I just finally really started to be relatively okay, if that's a phrase, relatively okay picking them. You know, I, I think the, the the first one of value that I purchased at a, at a pretty inexpensive cost was I bought a Crypto Coven, which uh, the reason why I bought that one, I was really impressed. It was an all-female team. And having a daughter, I just thought that, that was really amazing to support. And I, I hope that, you know, th those types of teams thrive, not just in the NFT marketplace, but also in crypto in general. The NFT space and the crypto space is a very bro culture, if you know what I mean. There's a lot of, a lot of men. And, you know, the banter sometimes is fun, of course, but then at, at the other time, it, it does feel at times very misogynistic, which I don't, I clearly don't care for. That's just not who I am, you know, especially having a daughter. I, I really don't like that. I don't try to engage in that kind of banter. So Crypto Cove and I bought, and then I, it went up, at the time, I think I sold it for around one ETH. And that was when ETH was probably around 2700 or something along those lines. And then I transitioned into buying, I bought, what did I buy? Psychedelics Anonymous, which is a project that I, I thought was pretty cool for a while. And no disrespect to the Psychedelics Anonymous community. I mean, they were amazing. The people, I, I remember specifically when I was having a rough time just missing my kids and I just, you know, post it on Twitter because it seems to be easier, you know, sort of to, to process that kind of thing with strangers, you know, especially as a guy, you know, to tell them you feel sad, which I, I definitely need to get away from. And that's something that I'm working on in myself. But the, the community reached out to me and, you know, was very positive. And so I do appreciate that community. Now, the leader of the project... Voltura, I think his name. He part of the B, the B, board apes, or he has one, whatever. I I listened to a couple of his spaces, and to me, to me, I don't. I maybe I'll get some hate on this. I don't know. He seems like a huckster to me, and a huckster that'd be a term from my dad. A huckster, basically, if you don't know what a huckster is, a huckster would be somebody that's always trying to sell something, always trying to sell you something, and. He, I don't know, he just gave me this feel it like in the spaces. Now I could be wrong. This is just the visual I had. And I had him walking around his his house or apartment or whatever it is, like chewing gum almost and having a drink in his hand and just talking like 
yeah, this is my vision without any actual thing happening. In the Psychedelics Anonymous, so you buy the Generation 1, and that's what I had, and I end up selling it, so I don't own one anymore. In in the Psychedelics Anonymous, you have your, your Gen 1, and then they have components. And if you had the Generation 1, then you could mint the com- the component for free. But the problem would be is if you bought late like I did, I bought it, I don't know, a few months after it, after it launched. Well, the person that had it, they minted the early components. So you had to have the first component to mint the second component. And then the first component was, you know, almost an ETH. And so it, this happened again and again. And to me, I'm like, why, why would I hold, want to hold a project that the only way I can bring value to it is to buy other NFTs that will allow me to create value in it? I just didn't, I didn't understand the model. You know, I, I do know that they made available to people that owns them, own them mental health help on demand I believe which is amazing I think that's fantastic I don't want to understate that however it has felt to me it just felt like it was one thing after another to you know get you to spend more money to stay on the project longer and longer when when actually nothing seemed to be happening they had some releases where they had like this cool mask made out of the NFT, which is really cool. But like, what are you going to do with that? What, what are you going to put it in your living room? You're going to put this weird looking, I mean, it's kind of cool, but let's face it. If you're married, you're not going to put this weird looking head of, with like tusk in it and like a gas mask. Like, no, you're not going to do it. Maybe some people are. So I sold it, and it seems like that project is kind of continuing that. I think they've had other NFTs that have launched that are sort of like sister NFTs. Anyway, so I get rid of that. I bought some Ghostly Ghosts. Those went down way in value. The Ghostly Ghosts, though, I held on to those for a historical reason because the Ghostly Ghosts were the very first omni-chain NFT minted on layer zero so certainly if any nft has some historical significance when it comes to omni-chain and interoperability i would assume that eventually ghostly ghost wills so i held on to them you know wishful thinking maybe maybe i hope that when layer zero zero launches a token if they ever do maybe some of those ghosts will get airdropped some tokens once again pure speculation nobody ever even says that that's just me being wishful there's nothing wrong with that i just know that whatever money i spent on it it's gone it's gone i'm not going to worry about it then after the ghostly ghost the next one i bought would be i bought goblin town which is you know caught fire there for a while early in the summer maybe late late spring a lot of people were talking about it i mean that thing you know 
I made a mistake. It peaked up at like eight ETH. Gosh, yeah, I know I didn't sell, and I, I sold it way on the way back down for three ETH, which is a great profit. And then I bought with that. I bought a pudgy penguin. Same kind of thing with that. Bought it when it was just under two ETH. Wrote it up to three ETH. Sold it, and then I put all of those the proceeds from that into my favorite project right now, which would be Rainy Corn, the Lords of Light game, which is a trading card game, which I think is going to be, you know, incredible, hopefully, depending on how the market goes. But with those profits, I also bought a few of the card decks, and I bought a Vitalik card in this set. Let me see what they're going for now. I have no idea. But I already, I, I saw I had like eight cards of the Lord, through the Lords of the Light game. Let's go to this uh, Lords. Uh, sorry, I'm looking them up on OpenSea. No, let's see here. I don't know. That's, I don't think that's the right one. We'll see what we have here. I think I, I picked the wrong, picked the wrong one. But anyway, so I, I have... Uh, probably eight Lords of Light cards. That's not a lot, but I was able to stake them. Uh, it looks like, yeah, this is the right page. Let's see if we'll, I'm going to change the tier on this. You can stake them and earn X Photon, which is which you'll be able to use in the game at, or sell on the market. So that's pretty cool. So I'm slowly gathering those. All right, so I'm up with the page. What are the Vitalik ones going for? Uh, they're going for a point two ETH, so in my opinion, they're still a pretty good bargain because there are only I think two hundred and fifty of them. I'm mean, yeah, two hundred and fifty. So if and this is a big if, but I believe in it. If the game takes off and you have one of these card packs that there's only two hundred and fifty of them. Boy, that that could that could potentially be a really, really, really nice, nice return. Potentially, so and it has gone down in price as many of the NFTs have in the long term. But yeah, I, I feel like it, it it's a worth worthwhile investment. And right now, I'm not really looking at very many nfts one i did recently bought buy just because the utility would be i bought uh, sus sus society sus and there are probably still some of those remaining those they honestly they were a little expensive a lot of the nfts right now the mints are very cheap or almost free because nobody's really buying this one i think was for pre-sale which I was in was would be was 0.12 ETH so not a ton but the only reason I bought it really well I think the team's good from you know I've been following them for a while but then having it gives you access to trading bots that they have developed and so it sure it's a risk I don't know if those trading bots are good but I thought it was pretty cool. I've always kind of wanted to try out a trading bot, and I haven't 
well, I kind of have, but n not one that, that I could, you know, have my own parameter set on. People do sell them, and I don't know how effective they are, but I figured why not? I wanted to give it a shot. Maybe that's something I can do in a future episode. We'll see how it goes. So I haven't actually... Uh, they're waiting till the, the the mint closes before they open the classes to teach you how to use the bot and the algorithm algorithms. So I will give you a breakdown on that when that finally uh, happens. So that has been today's episode with Crypto Chat with Chapo. Today is a beautiful day in October in the Midwest. Get outside, breathe the fresh air, be in the here and now, be in that present moment. Um, imagine visualize the things that you want in life not only visualize them but imagine and visualize the feeling that you would have if you actually had it feel that emotion focus on that emotion of realizing all your biggest dreams do that every day the podcast is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only, without any express or implied warranty of any kind, including warranties of accuracy, completeness, or fitness for any particular purpose. The information contained in or provided from or through this podcast is not intended to be and does not constitute financial advice, investment advice, trading advice, or any other device. You understand that you're using any and all of the information on this podcast or through this podcast at your own risk.